is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We're here to help you win the ultimate bragging rights, a fantasy title. Let's go! Now, here's Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, trade show. Welcome to the Wednesday podcast. This is Fantasy Football Today. Adam, Jamie, Heath. And we'll get Dave back on tomorrow and on Friday to do a little bit of start or sit. Hey, good morning, guys. One of you, I think, is in a really good mood. One of you, I feel, is a little salty this morning. But that's okay because we're going to wash all your tears away and give you some fantasy football advice. Am I, am I right? Am I wrong? You don't have to say who's who. I don't I, I don't know about everyone's opinion, but my opinion is that everyone's in a good mood today. Okay, good. <laughs> I am giddy. Yes, Jamie. I am giddy. Jamie, crazy giddy. Heath, uh, no salt? Not a little salty? I, I mean, I don't have any salt. I got my uh, Larry Fitzgerald T.O. stat tweet off last night, so I feel good. Oh, well, yeah, what was that? This is Larry Fitzgerald's uh, fan club here. What was your stat? It was just their career lines through uh, their age 34 season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Larry Fitzgerald know. used to be great. I'll, t- I'll give you that, Heath. He used to be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thankfully, he was great long enough that uh, he had about 250 more catches and 1,500 more yards and 14 less touchdowns than To through the age 34 season. We know he. Wait, Adam's the one that said he's better. That To's better. No, I didn't say that. No, Adam said Calvin's the second best receiver, which Calvin's probably like fifth or sixth. Did Dave say that he's better? That To's better? I think. I do think. I I didn't say it, but I do think Terrell Owens. Was better than Larry Fitzgerald. It's just it's tough when you have to factor in career longevity, which definitely is a point for Fitz. There's no there's no taking that away. Um, but uh, don't start Terrell Owens in your FanDuel lineup because he will not be playing. But go to FanDuel.com and click the Join Now button and use our code CBSPOD. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over one million dollars in cash prizes. Make that first deposit on FanDuel. Use the code CBSPOD. Get free entry into the Sunday Million, and that is void where prohibited. All right, so more on the whole Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss thing in a little bit. Today, buy low, sell high. We'll take a quick look at the most added list. We're going to play some Fantasy Jeopardy! Yeah! Woo! And just real quick, give me your favorite buy low candidate right now. We'll just do one now. We'll tease it. We'll do, do more a little bit later. Who's your favorite buy low? Uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, okay. No I don't know if you can buy a tight end low, but it's very hard to do that. But I would say that if you can, he's had two stinkers of the three games that he's played. And Alex Smith has actually played well. So I find those two things to not necessarily be in harmony. And I expect Travis Kelsey will play better. Amari Cooper. It can't be any worse. It's, it's This is the rock bottom. Well, the rock bottom is actually like three days away. <laughs> but the Amari Cooper owner knows that. They just saw this terrible performance against Washington. They know that they can't start him in week four. They'll take almost anything for him. So if you do trade for Amari Cooper, just you got to be willing to sit him this week? Like, you don't have to, but I would prefer if that was the situation. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not a bad point. It's like the smart fantasy owner is going to look at Cooper and say, well, he's going to have a bad – he could easily have a bad week this week. Um but if you wait too long, if you wait until next week, the smart fantasy owner might say, oh, I'm not selling Cooper now. He's going to be fine. He just got done with Denver. But you, why don't you get ahead of the game by a week? Uh, I, I just think like Des Bryant, I, I don't know. I feel like it's really obvious. But if you're worried about Des Bryant, I don't really think you should be. Uh, I, I think No, he, I just said to Heath, great. 
um, it, it's going to be like Dez got let out of jail. Yeah, right. Brutal matchup. I mean, he's he, he look. The Rams have a good defense. Um, I don't know if they've showed it yet. Uh, and Jermaine Johnson's had a good season so far, but that's nowhere near what he's had to deal with for the first three games. Yeah. I don't really know that there's anybody that was drafted in the first round. I kind of said this last week, or first or early second, that we're down on. Last week, one thing we got right was we definitely, not that this was like such a hard prediction, but we thought that the uh, A.J. Green and Brandon Cooks in particular, and I might be forgetting some other elite wide receiver, Beckham. Odell. Oh, yeah, that they were going to get going, and all three of them had huge weeks. So it's going to happen for Dez. Hooray for Dez. Favorite sell-high candidate. Go ahead. Um... I thought Jamie was going to go first, but I mean, I guess, and Chris Towers has been tweeting about this this morning. I guess if, if there are actually people out there that think that Chris Thompson is a number one running back, then he's easily the, the right guy. And really, even if you could get like a high end number two or a number two wide receiver, I would do that. I view Thompson as more of a low end number two in PPR and a, a flex at best in standard leagues moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think I we talked about it yesterday, and I'm glad you brought it up again. Because I think uh, if there was a – there's a most added list and a most owned list and a most traded list. If there were a most emailed about list, it would probably be about Chris Thompson, getting so many questions about Thompson. And, and yeah, so he – just to reiterate what you just said, low-end number two running back in PPR, flex and standard? Yeah. Now, this week he's a little better than that because I'm not thinking that Kelly is going to play. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care if P. Ryan plays. P. And they're, and anytime they're chasing points. Yeah. He's, look, he just came off a game. Forget about the, the touchdowns. The touchdowns are, are ridiculous. That's not going to happen. But he just came off a game with 14 touches. If Kelly's out, could that go to 16? Could that go to 18? I'm looking at it as if 14's like the peak. Like, he's getting 12 to 14. Cause I, Gruden's I, been pretty clear that he does not want right, to Right, but play. I, I, I would say 14 is the peak if Kelly's healthy. I think if Kelly's out, we see because they were they had that game in hand. Right. If they're behind, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he with with the caveat being with Kelly out, I would not be surprised this week if he gets close to twenty touches. And Samaje Pirine is hurt too, right? We don't know. Right. He'll That's play. the other part of it. He's, he's, he's got, got a, a bruised hand, hand, bruised hand, bruised ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right, uh, sell high on Chris Thompson. Jamie, you got a favorite sell high? I mean, it's the same, you know, two guys we've been talking about. It's, uh, I'll just say Todd Gurley. You know, it, it's, yep. it's hard to, uh, envision him being this good. As we've said all along, don't mm-hmm. sell him for nothing. But if you can get a king's ransom for him, try and do that. All right. I was really <laughs> struggling with that. So I do have Gurley in a PPR league. I think it's easier to call him a sell high in a standard league. But he's so involved in the passing game. He has 13 catches through three games. It's very good. And and 140 yards receiving through three games and two touchdowns. He has six total touchdowns this year. Um, we know what the schedule is like at Dallas this week. Should be fine for Gurley. Seattle at Jacksonville, Arizona, a bye at the Giants, Houston at Minnesota. Then you get New Orleans. Then you get Arizona. So it's very difficult going forward. You know, even if even if those matchups don't turn out to be as difficult as we expect, it's still it's not going to be easy. Uh, but I don't know. I was thinking about who I would actually trade Gurley for. Absolutely for Le'Veon. Absolutely for Zeke. I thought about Lashawn McCoy. Uh, I'm not going to get into that now, so I want to talk about him later. Um, but good because I have a I have a trade offer that I'm contemplating making 
and I want to see what you guys think about it. Uh, okay, is, does it involve Gurley? No, McCoy. It involves McCoy. Okay, we'll get to McCoy. I thought about Devontae Freeman, and it's like, I feel like, yeah, I should not even hesitate to offer Gurley for Freeman. But Freeman's been actually pretty uninvolved in the passing game so far. I think he has seven catches in no three No question, games. you do it. You do it? No question. Freeman over Gurley for sure. I was going to say, there's no way the Freeman owner does it. Right. You wouldn't think so, but again, like, are we miss, are you worried that we're, that we're missing out on like the third best running back in football and Todd Gurley right now with David Johnson out? Even the third best running back in football with this upcoming schedule doesn't finish third in fantasy points. Okay. Okay. But, but I would not trade him for Jay Ajayi. I would not trade Gurley for Ajayi because of the knee. I would expect something in addition. I, I would trade him for Jay Ajayi as long as you're throwing in somebody else that I could start. If there's another person, okay, yeah. Yeah. But if it was one for one, I wouldn't do that. Would you? You, Heath would not. Jamie, would you trade Gurley for a Jai? Yes. You would. Okay. I'm just concerned about the knee and, and no bye week. And he's actually on Worryometer Wednesday. So, Worryometer you Wednesday. Melvin Gordon. I think I would, yeah. As soon as I get word that Melvin Gordon is going to play this week and that he doesn't have a serious injury, I would, would you? Gurley for Gordon? Uh, yes, I think so. I'm a little worried that this knee thing seems to be lingering. Right. Let's get the clear issue on the health. All right. So that's some by low and so I, I think I'm more interested in trading Sammy Watkins with those matchups than I am Gurley. The only thing is, like, they're gonna. You would think in those matchups they're playing from behind and they're throwing more in the fourth quarter than they've been throwing. And it's an increase in targets for Watkins and a decrease in attempts for Gurley. No, because Gurley's so involved in the passing game, he'll still stay relevant. But Watkins, Sherman, Ramsey, Peterson, Jenkins, those are his next four games after Dallas with a bye in there. That's scary. Yeah, I just don't know that you can get much for him either. But I wouldn't trade him for – I wouldn't trade Sammy for Demarius. You'd trade him for Cooper. Yes. You'd rather have Watkins than Demarius Thomas? I think so. Really? Yeah, I'd go the other way. I'd rather have Demarius because I think there's like a wave of production coming from. All right, more buy low and sell high later. If you want to talk about ad drops right now, I uh, I saw Matt Breida. He's still available in a lot of leagues. That's somebody that I maybe I should consider getting now. Just if you want to get the Chris Carson before Chris Carson becomes a thing, try to stash Breida. I thought he looked pretty good uh, when Hyde got banged up. So you're hoping for an injury. There's no question, but not a bad stash. And then people are adding Ryan Suckup, who's like this year's Justin Tucker. That was interesting. Any uh, interesting ad drops for you guys? It's pretty actually kind of a boring, ho-hum, waiver-wire night for me. Not for Jamie. Jamie shot the moon. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I spent $51 in a PPR league to get Chris Thompson. I thought that was worth it. It's a 10-team league, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you dropped Javoris Allen, which I thought was I interesting. Did. He's got five catches two games in a row. He's He's... He's good. The only thing that makes me nervous is without Yonda in there, that that offensive line could be shot. Mm. But how much? Fifty-one bucks for Chris Thompson. Yes. He, yeah, I don't. Did he overspend? He, like I think he probably did, in my opinion, because I, when I hear fifty-one dollars for Chris Thompson in a PPR league, I could definitely see a situation where that's the right thing to do. I'm not sure he's fifty-one dollars better than Javorius Allen. Yeah, the drop part of it was actually more interesting to me than the ad like, part. I would drop Javorius Allen for – I'd rather have Chris Thompson than Javorius Allen. 
but to me, they're closer than spending over half of my fab. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that, but I was just looking at it as I'm never going to start Javoris Allen on that team. Yeah. I definitely will start Chris Thompson on that team. The interesting thing, well, how much fab will Javorius Allen go for now? Yeah, I don't think we should say Usually it out loud. secondary pickups probably go less. <laughs> I'm going right, to put in a so. claim, no question. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely putting in a claim for him. It's probably, I'll say 15 to 20 wins it. Well, Adam, how much are you going to bid? Uh, I'm thinking like $3, something like okay. that. Yeah, so just bid 4 Heath, and okay. I, yeah, you'll be fine. I will definitely not bid more than, no. I, of course, will bid more than $4 on Javoris Allen, but I won't break the bank, cause, you know, I don't, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna be great. No. Yeah. You won't no, break I'd the bank. No, I'd much rather have Chris Thompson than Javoris Allen. I did not get any Wendell Smallwood. He was, nope. the, Dave uh, got all of Wendell Smallwood. Dave took a lot of Wendell Smallwood for yes. me, for sure, but I put in claims for him in every league I was in that he was available. I did, yeah, I, yeah, I thought ahead. we had all agreed that we'd rather have Blunt than Smallwood rest of the season. I did get Garrett Blunt for four bucks, yeah. And I think I saw at least two leagues where Smallwood went for like twice as much as Blunt did. I did, I noticed that too, yeah. From who? From Dave? I think it was, I'm not sure. There were two different leagues where Smallwood went for like 30 or 40 and Blunt went for 20 and one and then Adam got him for four and another, I think. Yeah, I got him for four. I, I, Actually, in a in a PPR league, I put in claims for both. Um, I will never start either one. I have to play one running back, and my three running backs are Elliott, C.J. Anderson, and Carlos Hyde. So I will never play either one of those guys, uh, assuming there's no catastrophe there. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'll just go back to what we said. I think Blunt's better standard, and Smallwood's better, at least right now, PPR. And I will say I was happy to get... Uh... And I think two or three leagues of Bengals DST. I don't know how good of a DST they are, but they got the Browns this week. Kaiser's thrown seven picks in his last three games. They're getting Vontez Burfecht back. His last two games, excuse me. Uh, so Bengals DST, actually the most added player or players in CBSSports.com leagues. Well, our Bengals projections won. are off the charts for him, for them. I'm hoping. I need him. Uh, anything I, else, guys? Uh, I got Foreman in a league or two. Picked up Carson Palmer. Uh, dropped Cam Newton in a league. Picked up Deshaun Watson in a league. Cool. Forgot yeah. to mention we are going to preview the Packers Bears game, the Thursday night game that will be coming up later in the show. And Jamie's going to be watching it with some new friends out in Los Angeles. Jamie, tell us where to find you in LA tomorrow. I will be at the Chelsea Pub and Lounge in Hermosa Beach, California. So come out and say hi. We'll be out there at four o'clock Pacific time, getting you ready for week number four, helping you with your lineups and helping you with the Bears and Packers if you have any questions about that game. So come on out and say hi with our good friends at CBS Sports and Old Navy. There will be free snacks, free drinks, Ooh. and prizes. Ah, I booked my flight. All right, cool. That's in Los Angeles. Have a oh, wait, fun you're time. you're coming? I mean, if there's free snacks, yeah. I'd pay $600 round trip just for free snacks and beverages. That's probably a good idea. It makes sense, right? Economically yeah. sound decision. All right, here's your useless stat of the day because you're going to start Aaron Rodgers anyway. Here are the passing yards for Aaron Rodgers in his last five Thursday night games. 219, 189, 156, 202, and then last year, 326 on 56 pass attempts. He has a weird Thursday night history. You're going to start him anyway. But he is 15-4 and in 19 games against the Bears. He has a 103.2 passer rating. That is the best in league history. Or best in the league, maybe it's just current, for one quarterback against a single team. That stat, thank you, Chicago Tribune. Just thought it was interesting. You football fans would enjoy that. 
Um, yeah, there you go. More on that game later. News and notes. Okay, more on that game now. Randall Cobb practiced in full, so we expect him to play. Yep. David Bakhtiari returned to practice. Their left tackle. Let's hope he plays. So did their defensive tackle, Mike Daniels. We'll find out how much that could impact uh, the startability of Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Orleans Darkwa should play this week. Chris Johnson will remain Arizona's starting running back. Do you have any interest in starting him against the Niners, Chris Johnson? Nope. No. So you'd go Smallwood over Chris Johnson? Yes. Yes. Smallwood over Johnson. <laughs> the Jets signed Tavares Cadet. Tavares Cadet. Uh, does that mean you're worried about Matt Forte playing this week? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, yes. I'm well, sorry. We don't expect him to play. Yes. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us actually spoke to Matt Forte yesterday. Oh, that's right. You did. How'd it go? I did. I did. It was fun. It was fun. I asked him. Is he playing this week? Yeah, really? If anybody should know. <laughs> you know, I I asked him, but um, I sort of felt like he didn't want to be asked about it, and I sort of I, I felt like it was not not an appropriate question because the way you know. So he he said he's hopeful. He doesn't think it's that bad. Was he limping? No, he was not limping. I don't get the sense that it's a long term injury, but maybe he doesn't play this week. Uh, but I don't have really any inside info, and I didn't want to press it because that wasn't why I was there. Hard-hitting journalism. Yeah, no, that's not why I was there. I was, he was very nice. He was, he was a pleasure to talk to. And, uh, I did ask him about New York pizza versus Chicago style pizza. And he said, quote, I knew you were going to ask me that. So I guess it wasn't a very good question, but it was a fun answer and a good interview that I'm going to air on Saturday after the mailbag. Same podcast will be mailbag plus forte interview. I asked him about what we can expect from the Jets backfield going forward and also about, you know, like 22 career, 2200 career touches. When do running backs break down? So some interesting stuff for fantasy. Uh, Sean Payton would not say what Willie Sneed's role will be this week as they face the Dolphins in London. Where do you guys have Willie Sneed ranked? 25th. Yeah, not that high. I'm closer to 40. Okay. Just want to see something. I'd like to see something. Yeah. Do you expect the following the Dol- players? The Dolphins, the Dolphins stink. Both. The Dolphins do stink. I'm just worried. Like his very first game back, Brandon Coleman scored a touchdown last week. Ted Ginn scored a touchdown last week. Is um, how, how many snaps does he play? It's I, I, I don't think he plays a full complement of snaps. Need play? Yeah. I would say he probably plays thirty to forty percent. So let's do the uh, do you expect game? Do you expect Doug Baldwin? Uh, yes. Yep. Sam Bradford. Jordan Reed. Nope. Okay. Pick up Vernon Davis. Rob Kelly. Nope. Michael Crabtree. Nope. Sammy Watkins. Nope. Corey Davis. Nope. John Brown. Nope. This is Fantasy Jeopardy. Okay, you have three categories, and you have a $200 option and a $400 option in all three categories. The categories are... Quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Everybody, uh, everybody got it? Quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers? Uh huh. Yes. For 200 and 400 in all three. Okay. So, I don't remember who won last time, but Jamie, I will give you the honors. You can have the first pick on the board. Uh, running backs for 200. Running backs for 200. A consensus top 10 running back on draft day. He is averaging less than three yards per carry. And has only nine fewer receiving yards than rushing yards. Heath? Is that Heath? Uh, nobody that was yet? Jamie. Jamie. DeMarco Murray. 
Incorrect. And the question should have been, who is DeMarco Murray? Um, yeah. I'd like to go for the steal. Okay. Wrong game, huh? LaShawn McCoy. Well, Heath. Who is LaShawn Thank McCoy? Thank you. That is correct. 200 points to Heath. <laughs> Uh, yes, who is LaShawn McCoy? So he is averaging, like I said, less than three yards per carry and has only nine fewer receiving yards than rushing yards, which is both a good and a bad thing. Um, no touchdowns so far. Jamie, you wanted to talk about a, a LaShawn McCoy offer? Yeah, so I have a league where my receivers are brutal. My top two receivers are Demarius Thomas and Kelvin Benjamin. So I have LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, and Chris Carson. So That's I was going to offer LaShawn McCoy. For AJ Green, uh, there's also keeper implications, which is why I won't part with Fournette or Gordon for now. So McCoy, it's a standard league. McCoy for Green, and the Green owner, his starting running backs are Amir Abdullah and Duke Johnson. Oh, this is a perfect trade. It makes perfect sense. It should be, but people get stubborn. Yeah, I don't think if I was the AJ Green owner, I would ask for something in addition. Which I'm not going to do. LeJean McCoy would not be enough for me because. We were drafting AJ Green well before LeSean McCoy no, we coming into the We were year. not. No, that is not true. I don't know. Well yes. before they were pretty close, and I think a lot of people in standard scoring leagues were drafting well, it, McCoy before. Average draft position is, is not what you're saying. I, I right. know. I know what you're saying. But okay. Average draft position. Personally, was, I was. <laughs> yeah. Average draft position. McCoy is almost going a, a at at one point like a round before AJ Green. Yeah. Yeah. I was taking AJ Green fifth or sixth overall. So well, McCoy was going like eighth. It's not like it's that yeah. egregious. In our in our flex league with like the industry experts, I believe McCoy went fourth overall. So it depends how you value running backs. Now, look, personally, you guys agree or disagree? I'm not really too concerned about the last two games. Carolina's tough to run against with Luke Keekley. They have been. Denver's been great against the run. So I think, you know, it was pretty bad, but kind of excuse it for McCoy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't like I, in an ideal world. I don't want to part with Osama McCoy, but my roster construction, he's, he's a player. Again, it, there's keeper stuff that factors into it. He'd be a first round keeper. I'm not keeping him next year at a first round value. Um, I would prefer to part with Carson of that group, but Carson is like a 13th or 14th round keeper for me next year. Right. So, and I won't get the same in return for him. But okay, here's what I wanted to bring up with McCoy. If there's something to be concerned about, it looks like maybe it's the role of Mike Tolbert. McCoy has one carry inside the five yard line. Mike Tolbert has three carries inside the five yard line. Um, they both have three inside the 10, but as they get closer to the goal line, Mike Tolbert has been looking like a goal line running back. It's a little weird. Does How many that, touchdowns does Mike Colbert have? One. And I think it was – was it a receiving touchdown? I believe so. No, he was rushing touchdown against the Jets. Rushing oh, okay. touchdown, okay. Um, yeah, so the, McCoy has no touchdowns and, yeah, one touchdown for uh, for Tolbert. And he has two games with double-digit carries. So I don't know. Are you scared about that? As McCoy had like 14 touchdowns last year, 14 total touchdowns, that was probably going to go down. But are you afraid of him even reaching 10 this year? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the odds of him reaching 10 are great right now. He's got three games of zero. It's a bad start. Yeah. Okay. Well, how much oh, – sorry, just to finish it. How much of a concern is the Tolbert thing? Uh, Scale of 1 to 10, it's a .5. Really? Okay. I would rather have Gurley than McCoy. That's it's bold. That's bold. Not Not wrong, but it's bold with that schedule coming up. Right. All right, uh, Heath, you have the board and a $200 lead. Running backs for 400, Adam. A lead running back on a playoff contender 
He is not a top 24 running back right now and has just three catches this year and has scored eight, ten, and one fantasy point in three games. A lead running back. A lead running back on a playoff contender, not a top 24 running back, has just three catches this year and has scored eight, ten, and one fantasy point in three games. Obviously. Yeah, Heath? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Who is Marshawn Lynch? Thank you. You are correct. And you now have $600. Um, yeah, so I think Lynch, really the week three game, just killing his numbers. But what, what are your overall thoughts on what we've seen from Lynch so far? Well, very much close to what we expected, I think. Did you hear the stat? We were doing the show at the time. We were on the air. But I DVR'd the game. I watched it on Monday. Um, we were doing the Sunday night show. Chris Collinsworth said that through two games, LaShawn McCoy had made more more first tacklers miss than any running back in football. Higher percentage of of evading the first tackle than anyone in football. Really surprising that he's made more first tacklers miss than Kareem Hunt. He has. I think it's I think it's impressive. I actually think he's looked pretty solid. Well, he looked great in week one for his first game back. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a great fantasy day, but he looked good. He looked good. He didn't have to do anything in week two against the Jets. Yeah. And they got you know, embarrassed to a certain extent in week three. Oh yeah. So it's hard to really gauge him fully, I think. Um Th- Chris Thompson or Marshawn Lynch, PPR. Thompson. Thompson, because I think it's more sustainable for him. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Alright, Heath, you have a six hundred dollar lead. We have quarterbacks and wide receivers on the board here. Quarterbacks for four hundred Adam. Quarterbacks for four hundred, okay. The number sixteen quarterback in fantasy he has the 18th most pass attempts among quarterbacks, 24th most in the red zone, 18th most inside the five-yard line. Yes? This is Heath, and who is Matt Ryan? Wow, I wasn't even done reading the question. And yes, that is correct. You now have $1,000, and Jamie, I believe you have to sweep the board just to so. tie. You better get in on this. What I was going to say about Matt Ryan is that last year he also had – he had the 17th most pass attempts. Uh, this year, the 18th most. But he was throwing a lot inside the 10, inside the 5 last year. So far, not the case. It's very early. How concerned are you about Matt Ryan off to a slow start? Uh, I'm not concerned. I mean, he's on pace to finish as a top 10 quarterback. That's what we expected. No, he's not. He will. Okay, but he's not on pace. <laughs> he's 16th right now. Um, I think he's still, like, I kind of agree with Jamie that he is on pace to finish as a top 10 quarterback because if he does exactly this for the rest of the season, there are six quarterbacks that will fall behind him. Uh, I don't think that's true. I don't think Matt Ryan's had a 20 point game yet. Exactly. They're, they're coming. Yeah, okay, fine, but, but he hasn't. He's 19, 16, and 17 fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown at least. I'm not disagreeing. They're coming, but he's not on pace. He hasn't done, he hasn't done so anything yet. He he will finish as a top ten quarterback. Will he finish I, as a top seven quarterback? No, I'll say yes. All right, Heath, thousand dollar lead. I don't think Trevor Simeon, Alex Smith, Jared Goff, and Brian Hoyer are going to finish. Uh, maybe not Hoyer, but the other guys ahead of him. <laughs> okay, Heath, go ahead. Um, wide receivers for four hundred, Adam. Man, uh, wide receivers for four hundred. Jamie, you need to win this. Uh, he currently leads the NFL in red zone targets with eight, but he has just two targets inside the 10-yard line. He also has twice as many targets as anyone else on his team. 
He's number 10 in standard, number 4 in PPR. Okay, oh. I, I have an objection. You kept reading after he buzzed in, and you stopped reading when I buzzed in. Oh, who buzzed in first? Jamie. Jamie, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I should have let you finish because the end of it threw me. I was going to say who is Des Bryant, but I don't think that's accurate. I'm sorry that I have to I have to give it to Heath. Uh, I mean, I have to give the – I'm going to say wrong. Heath, go ahead. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't buzz. Okay, I currently so, lead, lead the NFL in red zone targets with eight. I'll just make it a free-for-all. Whoever, just say a name. Two, But only two targets inside the ten. Twice as many targets as anyone else on my team. Number ten in standard, number four in PPR. Last year, number 17 in standard, number 11 in PPR. Jarvis Landry? Close. 2015, number nine in standard, number seven in PPR. Led the NFL in catches two straight years. Who is Larry Fitzgerald? Heath is going to be a rich man after today. 1400 bucks for Heath. Uh, sell high on Larry Fitzgerald or ride it out? Um, I don't think you can sell high on Larry Fitzgerald. I don't think that's reasonable. I'll ride it out. You don't think it's reasonable because nobody will pay for him? Right. Okay, well, Heath would. Yeah, yeah, if, but, yeah, make me an offer. <laughs> would you rather have Fitzgerald or, uh, Adam Thielen, rest of season? Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald or DeAndre Hopkins, rest of season. Hopkins. Um, Hopkins. Okay. And you just, uh, you just know the tailoff is coming at some point. All right. What do we have left? We have wide receivers for two hundred, running backs for two hundred. No, and uh, quarterbacks for two hundred. Heath, yes. what do you got? Quarterbacks for two hundred, Adam. You have fourteen hundred dollars. The answer there is your daily double. Um. $800. Wow. Okay, okay. He's going for $800. Heath, the number two quarterback in fantasy. This former number one overall pick has scored exactly 18 fantasy points in each of his last two games. Who is Alex Smith? Oh, you got it, everybody! And he's up to $2,200. Alex Smith actually, okay, huge game against the Patriots, but 18 fantasy points in his last two games. That's pretty good for Alex Smith. And I think he only threw like 21 passes last time out. In week two, he just barely missed Tyreek Hill on a long touchdown. That would have given him an even bigger game. Facing the Redskins, who have been great so far um, defensively, they really have a very improved defense, it seems. Starter sit Alex Smith this week. I would start him over Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and Matthew Stafford. Not Cam? And Cam, sorry. I. Yes, definitely. Um, the, the thing that helps Alex Smith's value is one, the running, rushing yards, cause he does like to scramble. And then two, Andy Reid's play design in the red zone, they don't like to just run it directly into the line inside the 10 yard line. They like to run these little crazy plays where they fake a handoff and Alex Smith throws it six inches and somebody runs it into the end zone. That's a passing touchdown. It is. I- he, does he look like a different quarterback this year, or is he going to be the same old Alex Smith? I think there's like three plays a game where he looks different. The rest of the time, he's the same guy. <laughs> okay. Jamie, we have one category left, so let's get on the board here. Don't get shut out. Running backs, for, uh, co- no, wide receivers for 200. Currently the number one wide receiver in fantasy. He has four times as many touchdowns as Antonio Brown. Somebody buzz in? Yes. Heath? Who is Stephon Diggs? Stephon Diggs is correct. Clean sweep for Heath. 
2400 bucks to Jamie Zero. Uh, Jamie, thank, thanks ever. for playing. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Jamie actually went to the bathroom. <laughs> he, he didn't participate in that. I, I, I need to know, uh, what do we think about Stefan Diggs? Are you buying it? Is he gonna be this good? It was, is, I know he's not gonna be number one, but is he gonna be a, a really good fantasy contributor this year? I'm not sitting him again. No, but I, I do think last week was fluky. Yes. You had, you had Grimes out, you had Quan Alexander out, you had, uh, Monte David, one of them got hurt. Well, you had Jacqui Smith, one of their pass rushers. They, yeah, uh, Chris Baker two was out. tackles. Their, their defense was, and that's the thing, like, he's put up his big numbers, Stefan Diggs, against the Saints, and against the really banged up Buccaneers. Right. And I don't think it's really an indication of him because we still have the scenario of A, Bradford coming back, and B, Bridgewater potentially playing. And Case Keenan may be better than a banged up Bridgewater. He may be better than a banged up Bradford. But that scares me. And so I think this is a little bit of a trap game for the Vikings. I think we're going to see Case Keenum come back to reality. And if he does do that, what does that mean for Diggs and Thielen? So I agree with Heath. You can't sit him. Because after what we saw, look, two or three games, it's 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 – uh, uh, it's the sample size we have. And in two of those three games, he's been fantastic. But the Lions have been very uh, aggressive and, and have turned over their opposing quarterbacks. I think they have an interception in each of the three games. Um, so I, I think with uh, with Darius Slay probably matching up with Stephon Diggs, it could be a little tough for him. Not that, again, that he's going to struggle, but his quarterback play may hamper him this week. All right, he's a sell high. Agreed. Rest of season, Stephon Diggs or Larry Fitzgerald. I, I think you have to put an asterisk on that one because we don't know the quarterback situation. I would go Diggs and Standard, Fitzgerald and PPR. I mean, I know I understand we don't know the quarterback situation, but is now the time to sell Stefan Diggs? Like, yes. What would you yeah, think? but I don't know if that's the trade you make. All right, yeah, well, you dame high, you dame high, you dame much yeah. higher. Like I try, I would try and turn Stefan Diggs into Amari Cooper. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's not a bad idea. All right, that has been Fantasy Jeopardy. And let's, uh, let's look at the Thursday night game, but I do want to tell you all that I, you know, I had just gotten off the air last week. I had done a read for one of our new sponsors, Simply Safe, and I already have a home security system, as I've told you when I've spoken about Simply Safe, but I pay way too much for it, so I'm actually thinking right now, I'm, I might cancel that. I might go look into Simply Safe. My wife and I talked about it and think it, it really makes a lot of sense, and it's a good idea for all of you. It's an amazing deal, so check this out. Go to simplysafe.com slash FFT. But Simply Safe is spelled with an I, S I M P L I Safe dot com slash F F T. Get a hundred dollars off your summer security package at simplysafe.com slash F F T. So the best part though to me is that it only costs fourteen ninety nine a month for Simply Safe's professional monitoring. No long term contracts. Um you know, and and I think I'm actually on one of those, so gonna have to break that. No installation costs, no hidden fees. $100 off your summer security package. Go to simplysafe.com slash FFT. This sale ends very soon. Simplysafe.com. S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash FFT. For $100 off, simplysafe.com slash FFT. Chicago at Green Bay. The third straight year that the Packers have hosted the Bears on a Thursday night. Aaron Rodgers is either number two or number one in our quarterback rankings this week, depending on which analyst you look for. You look at. Geez, I want to drop him more after what you said about his stats. <laughs> kind of scary. I mean, I know. I, I, it was really not a fantasy stat. It's just kind of interesting for football fans. He hasn't been that. Maybe I'd avoid him in daily. I don't know, but I don't. And the Bears defense. Let's give them some credit. They've done well against Ben Roethlisberger. They've done well against Matt Ryan. They've done well against Jameis. Pretty well against Jameis. Yeah, they did well against Jameis. So um, I don't know. Look, he's Rodgers, and that's fine. 
Ty Montgomery, any scenario you could see yourself benching him this week? You have Kareem Hunt. And Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And Jay Let's not get yeah. too complicated. Montgomery should have a great week. I think the the interesting thing for the for the Packers is the wide receivers. We've only seen all three of them on the field at the same time, you know, for an extended period of time in week one. And in that week one game against Seattle, Randall Cobb had 12 targets, nine catches for 85 yards. Jordy had seven for 79 and a touchdown on eight targets. And Devontae Adams struggled as he saw a lot of Richard Sherman. He had three catches for 47 yards on seven targets. So I'm sure Nelson is number one for you, and he's a must start. What about Cobb and Devontae Adams? I think Adams is still a must start. Number two, though. And uh, and Cobb is uh, more of a number three, better in PPR than standard. Yeah, I haven't uh, fully changed everything in relation to Cobb practicing. I've got Cobb as a, a low-end number two, high-end number three. Adams is going to move down because I, I had him pretty high this week. Um, but he's still a must start. I'm, just, just, just keep in mind that game against Seattle, they, they took what was available to them. Yeah. And Jeremy Lane got thrown out of that game early after the interception. That changed Seattle's defense and how they got it, they approached things. Okay. Would you start Devontae Adams or Stefan Diggs? Diggs. I would start Diggs. You would? Interesting. Would you start Devontae Adams or Marshawn Lynch? Adams. Adams. Would you start Randall Cobb or Marshawn Lynch? Cobb. Uh, Cobb. Cobb or, uh, Cobb or Wendell Smallwood? Cobb. Uh, Smallwood. PPR, Jamie, Smallwood too, or just standard? No, PPR, I would start Cobb. Alright, Martellus Bennett. He's been bad this year. Uh, starter sit Martellus Bennett. So far he has 11 catches for 102 yards on 21 targets. And uh, no tight end is more than two catches against the Bears. One of them was an 88-yard touchdown to Austin Hooper. Other than that, they've done well against Hooper, Brait, and Jesse James. Starter sit Bennett. Uh, is I Ver- think if he's your only tight end, you start him. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not necessarily. Well, I guess I, I shouldn't say that. If if you want to move on from Bennett for Charles Clay at this point, I think you can make that move. If you want to move on from him for. Maybe Benjamin Watson. You can make that move because they're kind of the same guy <laughs> at this point. Should you drop him for Vernon Davis and then, uh-oh, Jordan Reed plays on Sunday. Okay, I'll drop Vernon Davis now and, and just try to pick up another streamer. Sure, and then go to Cameron Braid or Ryan Griffin. I can see that. Yep. Okay, so you can get away from Martellus Bennett. Packers and that's, DST. That's, that's a smart move to do now Yeah. if you want to try and get Bennett back. Um, Packers DST is ninth for Jamie, 11th for Dave, and 13th for Heath. They have three sacks in each game. No picks yet. They had 17 interceptions last year, fourth most in the NFL, and none so far. Could be coming this week, though. Let's look at the Bears. We're not going to start a quarterback for but the just, Bears. Just keep in mind with the Packers DSC, the Bears have played one road game. In that one road game against Tampa Bay, they were awful because uh-huh. Mike Lennon was chasing points. They were terrible. The Bears running backs. Give me your overall thoughts, Heath, on Cohen and How- on uh, Howard and Cohen. Yeah, and PPR, I'm starting both of them. Um, they're both number two running backs for me. In a standard league, it's probably just Howard for me. And Cohen's borderline number two. Okay, and you like? Do you feel differently if, if Cohen gets the overtime touchdown? Uh, probably. Does it change your perception of it? Yeah, I, I think it's it, just a natural. Right. You see the, another big play. Right. No, it was, and it was a it was a huge play. I yeah. just I expect Howard to get more touches than Cohen, mm-hmm. so that's 
I'd rather start him. The, but the, the one thing that I think you could you can get away with starting him in a standard league this week is them most likely chasing points. Right. For Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen. Howard, how you have to start just because we made this mistake last week of, oh, he's banged up. He may not get a full workload, and he just ran through the Steelers. I would start both of them over Lamar Miller. Look, it is getting very tough to uh, to gain 70 rushing yards at Lambeau, which, you know, you gain 60-something, that's not so bad. But they are typically now, look at their last six home games, they are winning a lot of those but in lopsided fashion, although not not really. Uh, they did pretty well against Seattle. I don't remember what the score was, but uh, they obviously did not do that against the Bengals. They won in overtime. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Teams are often chasing points. The thing about Jordan Howard that I find so amazing is that, you know, after the Green Bay, he had a terrible game at Green Bay on Thursday last year. After that game, they had three more blowouts. They have blown out three more times. And he ran for 100 yards in all three of those blowouts. So he's just really good. And uh, he is And just keep in mind, last week, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was – First game of the season with Kyle Long. Yeah, right. Long came back and they ran really well against the Steelers. So. Right, and Sitton sit was out, but still, Kyle Long is such a difference maker. Uh, Joe Mixon or Jordan Howard this week? I think you gotta go Howard. Howard. Standard. I'd go Mixon PPR just because I think he'll be a little bit more involved. Alrighty. Tariq Cohen or Wendell Smallwood? Cohen easily. Yeah. Tariq Cohen, let me get a wide receiver. Or Sterling Shepard? Cohen. Cohen easily. Tariq Cohen, or one more, or Devontae Parker against the Saints. Ooh, I'm going to go Parker. I'm going to go Parker, too. Okay. Anybody in the uh, passing game for the Bears? Tariq Cohen. Uh, <laughs> Willie Galt. Okay, we're done then. Let's move on. We've got uh, a lot to get to here, if we can. Buy low, sell high. I wanted to do Worryometer Wednesday. Not sure that we will. I have some trades to grade. And some emails to read. About 20 minutes left in the show. Uh, so, yeah, give me some more. I, I, the reason why we did Fantasy Jeopardy, in case you couldn't tell, was to bring up players that might be by low or sell high candidates, like LaShawn McCoy, by low, like Stefan Diggs, sell high, Larry Fitzgerald, maybe you just hold. Um, so I wanted to talk about some relevant players. That being said, do you have any other by low or sell high candidates you would like to talk about today? I still think there's a by low opportunity on Le'Veon Bell. I still expect him to be a top three running back rest of season. And uh I I wouldn't be surprised if you could trade maybe even a Todd Gurley for him. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm sure it's gonna get rejected, but I'm going to offer that for sure in my one Todd Gurley league. Um anyone else? Anyone else that you're looking at? Like last week I talked about Mark Ingram. Do you still think that's a good like long term buy low or how long term would it be? You're not gonna get him as low as you would have prior to last week. So, I don't know if the, if the window is as good as it was. Because he had 85 total yeah. yards and gets yeah. the golf. I think, I think people are looking at that and saying, I'm going to hold on to him for this week. It seems like it's a lot easier to find buy lows than sell highs right now. I'm starting to wonder about selling high. I mean, I actually talked about this last week. I talked about two guys. Uh, well, I think I talked about more. But Gillisley is a sell high and Fournette is a, is a sell high. And I, I think I, like, you might You mean it's not sustainable to score a touchdown every week? Well, that's the thing. Like, Gillisley does nothing other than score touchdowns right now. So I think you probably missed your chance. doesn't make sense to try to sell high now. Uh, but Fournette is interesting, you know? Like, I read on ESPN.com today, no running back has seen more eight-man fronts than Leonard Fournette. So, you know, he's, he's he has not – no running back has more carries against eight-man fronts than Leonard Fournette does. Well, there's only, like, two running backs that have more carries, period, than Leonard Fournette. 
That's true. And you like that. You love the opportunities. You love the goal line work. He's got about 21 receiving yards in each game so far. It's a nice, cheap two points. But I don't know. It's the Jaguars stink. Maybe next week because you got to like Fournette this week, right, against the Jets? Yeah, I would definitely uh, – I would try to do it next week. I, I think the one thing, though, to keep in mind is their season's been a little weird because the we haven't seen them in typical Jaguars fashion chasing points outside of a half. Right against the Titans. And so will Leonard Fournette be a little bit more involved in the passing game if that happens? I don't know. I don't think dramatically, but maybe a little bit more. I hope so. All right, you guys think about uh, any more buy lows or sell highs while I tell everybody about FanDuel. Because football is back. FanDuel is back. We're into week four. I'm on a two-week winning streak in my 50-50s. Yeah. It's always easy to find quarterbacks on FanDuel. The first thing I do, first thing I do is actually select a DST and then a kicker. And usually I get the cheapest kicker that I don't think has a chance to get shut out. And then you see how much money you have left. And then I probably go to quarterback and then to tight end, and I spend the rest of my time on uh, running backs and wide receivers. I always want at least one stud wide receiver. Sometimes I get two of those. Uh, but that's the thing. Like There's just so many different strategies you can employ. And depending on what type of contest you play on FanDuel, whether it's a 50-50, like kind of a lower stakes game where a lot of people win, or if it's a tournament where you really have to kind of shoot for the moon and go for some gambles, your strategy is going to, going to change. But that's why I really like it. There's contests out there for everyone, and over 2.5 million players have won a cash prize playing, on, playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, use our code CBSPOD, New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over a million dollars in cash prizes. When you make your first deposit on FanDuel, go to FanDuel.com. Promo code is CBSPOD. Again, CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. Anyone else? You've had time. You know, I was looking at the um, at the quarterback position. I think Matt Stafford comes back to earth a little bit this week. And I liked him more than than most coming into this year, but I don't expect him to be a top five quarterback either. And there are qu- quarterbacks that I would definitely that have got off to slow starts. I'd definitely rather have than him. I'll give you just a few guys that I don't think are are well. I'll give you one guy that I don't think is a buy low. I, I don't really want anything to do with DeAndre Hopkins, like, especially. I, I disagree completely, especially in standard. I, I tried selling him and I couldn't. Why I, don't you like? I don't trust the offense. I don't trust the touchdowns. What what league do you have him in? I have him in the Heathdom League with you, I think. Do we? Actually, I'm not sure about that. I think we have Can I tell you that I was almost going to make you a trade offer? Uh, I was going to make you pay, but I don't know if you're going to do it. But your running back situation in that flex league is awful. Terrible, yeah. And I was looking to make a tra- – I was thinking about it, but I don't know if I want to give up on my receivers just yet and punt because I have Crabtree, Terrell Pryor, and now Willie Sneed coming back as my top three guys. But you you know, Adam, my running backs in those leagues are Kareem Hunt, Devontae Freeman, and Ezekiel Elliott. And you have Elliott's uh, entire backups locked up. So I, I think you have Julio in that league, right? I'll give you Julio for Zeke. But that, that's not what I was going to offer you because <laughs> I'm not giving you that straight up. So it was gonna I was going to make you pay, but you don't really have a lot to pay. I don't know how that team got so bad. Remember how much we liked that team <laughs> when I drafted well, it? Well, I, I think it was the thought that you had – uh, McFadden. You had Abdullah. You have Abdullah. Mm-hmm. You had McFadden for what looked like six games. Mm-hmm. And um, and I have you, Hopkins in that stinking league. I have Julio. I have oh T Y Hilton. No, I have T Y Julio, T Y Hilton, and Hopkins. That's your you know, receivers are good. Obviously, I haven't gotten what I wanted from them. 
They, they have a combined two touchdowns. That's nine games between Julio Hopkins and, and Hilton. Right, and in a standard league, it, it hurts you. Kills me. And, and that's the thing, like, I, that's why I don't like Hopkins. I just don't think he's gonna score that much. The targets came down last week. Will Fuller's coming back. You know, the targets will be there for him. I don't know that they're gonna, I don't know that he's gonna lead the NFL in targets. But, uh, you know, maybe in PPR you could convince me in standard, I don't really want him. It's how I felt about Lamar Miller. And I think we're all on the same page with Lamar Miller now. Well, tell me a league that you're in, that I'm in, that you have them, and I'll make you an offer. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll I, look at I do. <laughs> I think he's going to be just fine. By the way, just before kickoff last week, I almost made a trade with Heath for Kelvin Benjamin. This was the most ridiculous thing. Like this. No, you, you mentioned this one. Yeah. A, A's are offers are one thing, but you send me a message saying, I want Kelvin Benjamin. I have Marcus Mariota. Let's make a trade. Yeah. And I say, okay, I just sent you an offer. Let's do it. And then what did I say? <laughs> oh, sorry. I actually need a running back. <laughs> I, I thought I needed wide receivers. I, I have a lot of leagues. I got confused. I was like, oh, wait, I don't need Kelvin Benjamin. You can have him back. That was a good trade for me. All right, should we move on? Worryometer Wednesday kind of does tie into uh, buy low, sell high. So okay, we can do that. Uh, worryometer from Mark Schuster. I'm worried about you, Adam, ranking Calvin Johnson ahead of Randy Moss all time. Ludicrous. Factual. Yes. I don't think it's ludicrous. 75% of people who responded to my Twitter poll, more than 3,400 votes now, uh, said Randy Moss over Calvin Johnson. So maybe it is ludicrous, but to me, Calvin Johnson's second best receiver of all time. That is, saying Calvin Johnson's the second best receiver of all time is crazier than saying Larry Fitzgerald's top three. You um, you actually believe he's the third best player, third best, second best receiver of all time, or he looked like the second best receiver of all time. I think the only argument for Randy Moss is is uh, longevity in that year with the Patriots. Really, what? Well, I mean that's that's the downside with Calvin. With but I looked at their stats last night. What were you like five when he played in Minnesota? No, no, no. He was amazing. I I put him at number three. But what were you four when Calvin Johnson played in Detroit? Like, let's not forget Calvin Johnson was. The man, he was the best, and he was the whole freaking offense for them. And Randy Moss was bad. No, yeah, he, I just said Randy Moss is three. Let's not make it out like I said Randy Moss is bad. Come on now, I didn't you say. You said that. Randy Moss is bad. Look at their per game averages. Calvin Johnson better, yards and catches. Pretty sure y- catches, definitely yards. You you are Mister Touchdown though. Like your argument against Larry Fitzgerald not. not being no is touchdowns. No, 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 no. And. Randy Moss has one, two, three seasons with more touchdowns than Calvin Johnson's career high. Okay, that's that is a, definitely a point for him. There's no question. I am not Mister Touchdown. That's not true. You're you're Mister Anti Touchdown. That's why I come off as Mister Touchdown. Uh, I just think Calvin was better. I think at their peaks, Calvin was slightly better than Randy Moss. Okay, well, that, but that's a different argument than greatest receiver of all time. It, it can be, yeah, and I think that if I lose the argument, it's because it's because of career stats and that Calvin retired pretty young. Because if we're talking about at their peak, Antonio Brown's better than Calvin Johnson now, right? No, I don't think that's true. I mean, I think it's arguable. I don't think it's a fact. I, I wouldn't disagree necessarily, but I wouldn't agree. I mean, I would slightly disagree. <laughs> I would slightly disagree. Like, I don't think you're wrong. I don't Are think you you're agreeing wrong. with me? No, I'm not. But I don't think you're. I don't think it's outlandish or anything like that. Yeah, sure, you could say Antonio Brown's better than Calvin at his peak, but I don't think that's true. I think Calvin was probably the biggest difference maker in football of any non-quarterbacks at his peak. Like he was the entire offense. He made that team go. He was incredible. All right, worryometer on Dylan from Dylan Duncan on Amari Cooper. All right, I think we talked talk enough about him. 
Uh, Ty Montgomery, durability concerns. This is from David. Ty Montgomery, worryometer on him. Four. Six. Does it bother you at all that Ty Montgomery is, like, not rushing well? He's averaging, like, 3.5 yards per carry, 3.1 yards per carry, I think. Well, it's like we all said he was going to be a workhorse, and he just get enough volume to where that his efficiency didn't really matter. I, I think the concerning <laughs> thing is that he's been a little touchdown dependent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is just these, the discussions we're having about Ty Montgomery are the exact opposite of everything I was worried about going into the year. It's hilarious. He does have 18 uh, catches. That's pretty. I nice. would like to see him. Yeah, get, but last week's game, the catches were terrible. <laughs> eight for 15. That's weird. I would like to see him play a game, maybe four quarters, with his entire offensive line healthy before I get too concerned. We were watching the game on Sunday with uh, John Beeson and a former NFL linebacker. And he was pointing out some things that Montgomery was doing that are not typical of running backs, which you would kind of understand. Like when he faces contact, instead of lowering his head and not his head, but like lowering his shoulder pads, he kind of turns a little bit more so like you would see a receiver do. And so I don't think we're going to see like last year his yards per contact, which I think that number gets a little bit skewed when you have these big, long touchdown runs. Which sure. he had that one against the Bears. Isaiah Crawl had the one against the Ravens. You know, we, the, Ajayi had a million of them. Um, so Montgomery, I think at some point may take a hit the wrong way and with the sickle cell trait, that could lead to an extended absence. So that's, that's why I say it's, uh, it, it's five plus of a concern. But apparent, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. Jamal Williams obviously is not doing anything in practice. Aaron Jones is not doing anything in practice. Um, when they've gotten in the game, I think, you know, Williams had a carry for six yards last week. He maybe ran the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, they, they keep saying, they keep saying we don't want Ty Montgomery to have this big a workload, and then they play him 95% of the yeah, time. Yeah, but the yeah, truth it, is he's it, not getting that big of a workload. He's had 10 carries and 12 carries in his last two games. He, but he leads all running backs in snaps. Yeah, alright, but he doesn't lead, he certainly doesn't lead him in carries. I, I think part of it also though, and you, you brought this up, Adam, the first time that we're gonna see all three receivers on the field together since week one, he's such a good part of this passing game that you don't take him off the field. I, I wonder though if short week wrist injury they get a lead big enough is right. he is he off the field at some point in the second half I would be okay with it <laughs> give him a series off but not if you're starting him and if you, if if, right. if the lead is pick six Rodgers two touchdowns to Jordy and to Martellus Bennett right and he has 50 total yards 60 total yards yeah. Yeah. Look, you know what our Twitter matches are going to be? He's got 35 rushing yards each of the last two games. But I'm not really that concerned. I mean, he's the lead running back who catches passes on the, arguably the best offensive Yeah, football. I, I don't think it's a concern of benching him. I don't think it's a concern of – I, I mean, maybe he's a sell-high candidate. I was thinking about offering him, but I just – it's hard to sell high on running backs unless you're getting at least one running back in return. Right. Because, uh, you know, it's just thin. And 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 the, the, the plus for him, which is why I like Jamal Williams, the same thing. Is you're getting the guy on the on, on the best offense or one of the best offenses in football. Yeah. And and Montgomery has has fantasy wise, he's done what you ask. Absolutely. All right, let's go to our next one from Adam White. Worryometer on Justin Tucker. <laughs> Four field goals in two games. In three games. I'm worried that you're still using kickers in your league. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. Okay, yeah. Don't drop Justin Tucker. From Nick, Terrell Pryor. Come on, he must be discussed. Well, we discussed him quite a bit yesterday, but that's fine. We'll discuss him again. Where are you on Pryor? Seven. Yeah, it's got to be in that range. It's it's ugly. <laughs> now you have Josh Doxson seemingly going to get more involved, which he should. And 
Chris Thompson's involved as he should, and their tight ends are involved as they should, and Crowder got more involved last week, which he should. Yeah. And so Friars uh, looking like uh, one of the bigger busts. Worryometer from Jake on Miguel Cabrera. Funny story about that, Adam. And there's a few crossover listeners from the Fantasy Baseball oh, many, Podcast many. that will find this hilarious. I had to convince Scott White to put Miguel Cabrera in his top 12 first baseman for next year. Really? Yes. Wait, so, I, you have him in your top 12? Yep. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's probably a topic for a different show. Uh, <laughs> worryometer on Philip Rivers from Greg Ward. He looked awful. Five. Um, Philip Rivers. Four. He did look awful. It is just one game, too. Yeah, it was one game. He played pretty well against Denver. I didn't see much of the Miami game, but. Yeah, the, the whole Denver thing is weird, though, because he threw for like 170 yards. He didn't play poorly, though. No, he played well. Right. Right. I, I think that the thing is, this, this could easily be a get-right game, because the Eagles' secondary is not great. They, they can get, this game can turn into a shootout. He still has his weapons playing, for the most part, well. And if Melvin Gordon is banged up, and they have to make him throw 50 times, it may be an ugly 50 pass attempts, but his fantasy production will be there. So I watched the entire Eagles game. If they are as unhealthy as they were last week, they're awful. Awful. I mean, it's a very good matchup if they're unhealthy. And we know they won't have uh, Darby. They won't have their best cornerback. But will they get anybody back? We'll see. Well, um, Okay, we're at a five and a four on Rivers. Uh, Matthew Ziegler, worryometer on Jameis, on Winston, the quarterback, but also the cop from New Girl. His relationship with Ferguson creeps me out. I haven't seen New Girl in, I haven't seen since like season three. I gotta watch, it was, it's very funny. I love New Girl, but for whatever reason I stopped watching. Yeah, Winston, I'm, I'm kinda weird with my cat, but I'm no, nothing like Winston from, from New Girl. So that's, that's a ten. But as far as Jameis Winston goes, what do you think? Um, I had him as a, a borderline top 12 quarterback, and that's what I expect he will be. Uh, two. Tough matchup last week. Tough matchup this week if everybody's healthy for the Giants. So you kind of expected him to have some up and downs. At least I did. Mm-hmm. You know, the disappointing thing is he didn't have the big game against the Bears. Yeah. But I, I think he's still going to be a top 10 quarterback this year. And let's do one or two more from Nick. C.J. Anderson. Worryometer on C.J. Anderson. One just because of injury risk. Two and a half. Yeah, I, I wouldn't freak out about only getting eight carries uh, in week three. That was weird. But he's the guy, right? He'll get more carries. A lot. He'll get um, 50% more carries than Jamal Charles. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. Like Jamal that's, Charles gets well, Jamal Charles gets eight, CJ Anderson gets twelve. That's a pretty low bar. But Jamal Charles gets ten, CJ Anderson gets fifteen. Yeah, I think I think CJ I think Jamal Charles is getting ten a game. You don't think Anderson gets fifteen a game? I wouldn't guess he averages that, no. I'm not I'm not sure they get to run the ball that often. Well, they had two games out of the three where he had twenty more carries. That's true. Yeah, I think he averages fifteen for sure. Finally, worryometer on Jimmy Graham from Julian Alexander. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, sure. He's a tight end. What the hell are you going to do with that position? Jimmy Graham. Good game. No, I mean, like, what, what are you going to do if not start Jimmy Graham? <laughs> You're not going to stream. You know the home road splits for him, too. 
Yeah, zero touchdowns on the road last year. So far, zero this year. But he did have a good game at Tennessee last week. Seven for 72. One home game, though. I know, but he didn't score, right? Great, pathetic. So that means two are coming. Two are coming. All right, that's Jamie and Heath. I'm Adam. Go visit Jamie in Los Angeles tomorrow. And uh, we'll talk to you with uh, some starter sit and some grade the trade and your emails on tomorrow's show. See you then. Bye.